I want us to go into the Old Testament to some common, well-known scripture in Psalm 23. Again, if you have your Bibles, you can go ahead and turn to the book of Psalm, chapter 23, and mark that place, and you can also go back to the book of Hebrews, chapter 13. If you have your Bibles and you want to turn with us to Psalm 23, mark that place and go to the book of Hebrews, chapter 13. We're going to read in a couple of places here uh, this morning. As you're turning to those two places, I, I guess I can confess to you, uh, I started thinking about this one day when I was walking through the cafeteria. And this morning, I'm going to actually give it that title of cafeteria duty. I think every human being needs to go to a school and do cafeteria duty. Every person just needs to go into school to cafeteria duty. I say that and we kind of chuckle sometimes because... Sometimes it can get pretty chaotic in a cafeteria. But what you have to understand about cafeteria is there's supposed to be structure. But what happens when somebody gets out of the realms of structure or outside of the realm of maybe what they're supposed to do, things can get a little chaotic. Let me ask you this. Do you think it's possible for we as human beings to get outside of the realms of what our structure is that we should do and how we should live? Do you think it's like... Sometimes we even call it herding cats. What do you think it's like for the shepherd trying to guide and lead his sheep to greener pastures and still waters, but we can be rebellious? You may say, preacher, I have no rebellion in me whatsoever. Our nature is to rebel against God. But never do we find anywhere in the scripture that it is to the advantage of an individual to run from God. It's always to the advantage of the sheep to listen to the shepherd. But because of our, 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 our wandering minds and maybe missing out on what we're supposed to do, we, we kind of lose the idea and we lose the structure in our life. People today, sometimes we, we forget about we need structure. You may say you do not. We need structure. And what I mean by structure is, what happens when the classroom doesn't have rules? What happens when the cafeteria doesn't have rules? What happens when there's no speed limits on the roads? Sure, you're going to have some that's going to drive very calmly. You're going to have some that's going to drive very radically and very dangerously. What happens when we don't have laws and guidelines? What happens when we do not have a shepherd guiding the sheep? We become lost. We know that. Psalms chapter 22, Psalms chapter 23, and Psalms chapter 24. Sometime you just need to sit down and read those three chapters. Psalm chapter 22 actually leads us into the three different, is the beginning of the three different phases of the life of Christ in a crucified life, in a life that he was willing to lay down his life for his sheep. That goes to John chapter 10. That's not what we're talking about this morning. Psalm 22 and John chapter 10 talking about uh, the shepherd willing to lay down his life for his sheep. That's what Psalm 22 is all about. Skip over to Psalm 24 and it's about a glorified reigning Christ. But in Psalm chapter 23, we've alluded to this over the last few weeks a little bit about how that, that, that our salvation experience is not just for the solo idea of we get to go to heaven when we die, folks. If we abide by him and he's our shepherd, we enjoy the fullness of Christ in this life. 
A great worry that I have is that people get so focused on the next life, they forget to enjoy God here in this life. But you know, sometimes cafeteria duty kind of gets a little out of hand. I would lie to you if I told you there's not been a chicken nugget or french fry probably gone flying across the room before. That's not what that food was intended for, but that's not mean that's not what it was done with. Do you think there's things in our life that has intended purposes, but we abuse those purposes or use them for something else? What happens when people abide by the rules, everything runs smoothly? But you know how well as I do that sometimes there's a, I almost said little Billy, I can't say that this morning. There's maybe a little Johnny or maybe a, you know, a little Scott along the way that, that's always going to be that rebellious person that, that's not going to do what they're told to do. And what happens? You see, the person that's in charge of that cafeteria, they got to know when it starts. What happens when somebody's ahead? What happens when they're behind? You, you, you kind of pace things a little bit. What happens when things get out of order? What about the structure that happens inside uh, of that confined time that is there? What happens when things become disarray? It's in a whole different context, but it's very similar to the idea. It becomes like sheep being without a shepherd. I want to read to you, if I may, in the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, if you mark that verse. I want to turn back to Hebrews, chapter 13, for just a moment. And I want to skip down to about the 20th verse. Now the God of peace that brought you again. Again, we're wanting peace. We're not wanting chaos in our life. We want peace. That brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus. That great shepherd of the sheep. It's easy and I've been in this cafeteria many times. I don't say this one, but I've been in a cafeteria many a time, and the other people were out, so I was in charge. I'm not going to lie to you. I lost control of the cafeteria. And I mean, it gets out of control, and it got out of control real quick. They kept getting louder and louder and louder, and I never said anything. And all of a sudden, because of my lack of saying things, things started going south real quick. And I want to know, why did it escalate? And it's because I didn't give boundaries. Folks, do not think for a minute God is not giving us boundaries. He is. The question is, are we listening to those boundaries in our life? Listen to what he says. The great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant... Focus on this 21st verse. Make you perfect in every good will. The word perfect just simply means complete. Is your life complete? What are you lacking in your life? We all want more of something, but really, what are we lacking? That's the question this morning. Make you perfect in every good work to do His will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in His sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory Forever and ever. Amen. Let's go back to Psalm 23 for just a moment. Psalms 22, Psalm 23, and Psalm 24. We've talked about how that uh, he gives us the things that we stand in need of as far as a, a sacrificial Christ, a Christ that's going to give us the guidance. He's the good shepherd to the sheep. And he's also going to be the one that's going to reign that. But for us, sometimes I have to wonder, is it like a, when the cafeteria gets out of control, it's not because that, I, by the way, I'm not saying that I went into a place that the cafeteria was out of control. I'm just saying that sometimes it's easy for things to lose sight of what we're here for. And all of a sudden we get into all these other things and realizing that God has a purpose for us. But listen to the 23rd Psalm. You probably can quote the 23rd Psalm. 
The Lord is my shepherd who is in control. People sometimes would say that they can't control themselves. We don't have to be controlled by ourselves. We're controlled by the good shepherd. Yes, you have instincts. Yes, you have natural things about you that's going to make you wander or to go. But the thing is, are you going to listen to the shepherd? I have no doubt the shepherd is speaking. The question is, are we listening? That's where the struggle comes in is that, you know, people sometimes get so engaged in a conversation. I have seen them over and over tell them, it's time to get quiet. It's time to get quiet. And the ones that are talking can't hear what's going on because they're too busy talking. I say that because I have no doubt that God is not speaking to us. The question is, are we listening to God? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That just means lack anything. When we talk about a complete life lacking in your life, name me something you need. Preacher, I need some more money. Well, do you think God will supply your needs? I need more food. Do you think God will give you food that you are going to partake of? Absolutely, God will provide these things for you. But you see, sometimes we miss out. I, I cannot tell you over the course of my, my, my now starting to be a long career that I have seen people get so engulfed in a social hour they forget to eat and wonder why later on they're hungry you see there's a time and Solomon talks about this in Ecclesiastes there's a time for everything there's a time that we are to be silent there's a time that we are to eat there's a time that we're to sow there's a time for all things today when God's speaking to you there's a time there's a purpose there's a reason by which he wants you to listen to him and be guided by him because he said look what he says in the second verse he maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. In other words, he puts it back where it needs to be. This morning when we go back into the book of Hebrews and he talks about how that, that, that if we want to live a peaceable life, we have to get where we're supposed to be. One of the things we have to be reminded is, is that God has a place and God has a purpose. Let me ask you this. What happens to us when we get out of place? Now, I don't mean that you're out of place in the world and you're like a, a, a round peg trying to go through a square hole. That is what we call out of place. I'm talking about out of the place or out of the will of God. What happens when we are out of place? What are we missing out on? What's our purpose? What's happening to us? For he says, he restoreth my soul. The Lord is my shepherd. Today, do we believe that we have one that's in charge or in control of our life? Our, our society gets into this. We want to be in charge of our life. We want to be in charge of our destiny. The truth is, folks, we are all under the guide of the shepherd. Every one of us has been saved by His grace. We are under His reign. We are under His rule. If you want to talk and the person in charge of the cafeteria says no talking, then we have to realize they are in charge. We have to realize that when God says, this is what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to do it, and when you're supposed to do it, it comes a time in our life that we say, you're the shepherd. Our instinct says to do this, but when you tell us this is what we're supposed to do, we will do that. For he says, the Lord is my shepherd. And he goes on there in that third verse, and he says, he restoreth my soul. 
Do you believe that when the Lord saves us and He changes us and makes us new creatures? Absolutely we do. Um, and I believe that He begins a work in us when we're saved. And that work is not finished until we die and leave this world. And then it becomes a completed work of, of, of what He's done on Calvary. Folks, He's begun a work in you right now. Every one of us that's saved, God has begun a work in us. But He's not finished. I love the old children's song that we sing sometimes. It says, he's still working on me, making me what I ought to be. God is still feeding us. God is still controlling us. God is still molding us and making us what we want to be. But are we rebelling against God? Or are we submitting to God? Do we run from God and do we run to God? For he tells us here, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. What in our life needs to be restored? Now again, you have to talk about David that in the 51st Division of Psalm that had to pray, Lord, restore unto me the joys of my salvation. Do you believe that we serve the great restorer? Do you believe that the one that's in charge today, that, that we get this idea that, that he's lost control, but do you think he can regain control? Absolutely. I believe there are people all around us that are saved people that... They have let God lose reign of their life. But I believe God can still reign them again. I believe God can still have that control or that reign in their life if they will simply listen to the shepherd. I believe the shepherd has the tools. I believe he has exactly what he needs to, uh, to, to reach out and to guide us and, and to provide the things we need. But are we going to listen to those things that he stands in need of? For he says, the Lord is my shepherd. Who needs to be restored this morning? It's easy for us to look at the other person and say, well, they threw this or they're over there talking or they're out of their seat. But the truth is, it all has to start at home. What do you need restored here today? Preacher, everything's good in my life. I don't have any worries. I don't have any problems. Everything is just fine. I pray today that God would keep us in a place. For I personally believe there's always areas of our life that we need to draw closer to God. For we are all sinners. Every one of us, we have sin in our life. It's not about whether we're saved or unsaved. We all fight a battle of sin and, and, and temptations that we have in our life. And when we do these things, God is saying that if we will just listen to Him, He'll provide a place in our life where we will want or we will need absolutely nothing. The chaos is not because of God. The chaos is because of us and our lack of listening and what He wants. For he said, He maketh me lie down in the green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. We kind of get to that place that there's a time in our life that we have a point that we have needs in our life. And that's what he's talking about. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. There's a need in my life. Let me ask you this. Is there anybody here this morning have any kind of need? A lot of times in Sunday school, we'll even talk about those needs before you know, we get into the singing service a little bit. We talk about the needs of people. But here's the thing. We all have different needs. Now, there may be some Sunday we come in here, my needs are the same thing as yours. I'm feeling sick, you're feeling sick, and we all want to feel better. Maybe one Sunday we come in here and I'm in need of comfort because I've lost someone that's close to me and I'm hurting. Maybe you're in that same category. You know what? Some Sundays we come in here, we have the same needs. 
Maybe I need strength. Maybe I need forgiveness. Maybe I need uh, mercy and, and I need to be calm and not frustrated and angry. We have different needs at different times. But here's the one thing I love about it. No matter what our needs are, we serve a shepherd that can supply our needs. Are you doubting this morning? Do you have any doubts when you came in this place that God can give you what you need? The question is not what God can supply. The question is, what are you going to listen and heed to? Are you going to listen to God? For he says, the Lord is my shepherd. Um, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. I think sometimes in our life, if you'll listen to what he said, he maketh me to lie down. I struggle sometimes doing things that I am told to do by God, not things that I want to do by God. Children, I've, I've always been amazed when, when I would go by the, the, the real little children. There was always, and, and it happens in the homes too, that the, the parents will tell the child to lay down and take a nap. And I don't know many children that are going to do that willingly. Pretty much every one of them, at least at some point, they're going to do what? They're going to fight against it. They don't want to rest. But the adult says, you need rest in your life. Slow down. Sometimes I believe that the good shepherd has tried to tell the sheep... He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Do you believe today that God knows when we have needs of something before we need it ourselves? Children, you know how they are. They get to that point where they're, just, they're running on empty and they'll just keep on going. And they just keep on going and keep on going until they've absolutely crashed. Do you think that the adults in their life realize that they're in need of rest? Do you think that God can look at us and say that there's a time in your life where you need rest? If, if there's a time of need of rest in our life, let's just go a step further than that. Do we think God can provide it? Absolutely we can. If we're in need of food in the cafeteria, then we have to believe that God can provide what we need. Folks, whatever our needs are, God can provide them. And sometimes it's forced upon us. I've had to learn in my life sometimes to stop, slow down, and listen to God when He makes me to lie down. In green pastures. You see, that's where the sheep would rest a lot of time is in the green pastures. We may talk about the, the eating portion here in just a little bit, but it's also a time of rest in our life, folks. There's not a one of us that is, that is infallible to the fact that we can keep going and going and going and going and going. We must find rest. Where do we find rest? Not in the world. We find rest from our bodies, but we also find rest to our souls in Christ Jesus. Knowing that the shepherd is there, knowing that the shepherd is protecting us. For he says that uh, he maketh me lie down, in green pastures, he leadeth me beside the still waters. I have always found this interesting. Sheep are the most skittish creatures. They're just, they're, they're absolutely horrified. How can a sheep ever find rest when every little thing just makes them just want to jump? Because it's the voice of the shepherd that gives them comfort of knowing that the shepherd's going to protect them. But you know, when they leave them beside the still waters, it doesn't say the stagnant waters. It says the still waters. They're not rushing that's going to scare the sheep. Sometimes the water's too strong. But he said he leads them to a place that is just right. When I think about my life, and I pray that you would about your life, God's not going to lead you to a place where there's stale, stagnant water that's going to have a lot of bacteria in it. He's not going to lead you to a place that's going to be too mighty rushing that you're going to be afraid of. I believe in this. God can lead you to exactly the right place that you need to find refreshment in your life. 
People wonder about this little church and this little plot of land right here in this little corner. I call it the boot hill of Carroll County. Whether you know this or not or whether I've told you this or not, this is my still waters. This is a place that God allows me to come into time and time and time again. It's not the chaos of the world. It's not the pollution of the world. It's a clean place that I can find refreshment. You see, today when I come to church, I honestly am not coming to check it off my box saying, well, the pastor was at church today. I come today because it's a place that I can get away from the world and I can renew my strength in God. And folks, by the way, I'll say this. My strength in God needs to be renewed daily. God, I believe, supplies our needs daily. The shepherd's not going to just watch over us on Sunday morning a couple hours and say, okay, you're on the rest of the week, folks. I thank God that he's there with us all the way. And then God will say, I'm going to lead you to greener pastures. He said, and then I'm going to lead you beside the still waters. God's able to give us the things that we all are standing in need of here this morning. And I ask you today... What are we in need of? All we like sheep, Isaiah said this, all we like sheep have gone astray. Every one of us, we have needs in our life and God can supply them. And what we read to you there in the book of Hebrews, I want to turn back and read that to you one more time. What we read to you in Hebrews talks about, now the God of peace that brought you again from the dead of our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will. A complete, notice what he said, make you complete in every good work. Has anybody ever been in a restaurant or a hotel and you really needed something? And they come along, can I get you anything else? Do you have needs? You know what one of the best feelings is? You have no more needs. You've got a clean napkin, you've got a glass filled full and your food is just the way you want it. It's, but what happens when you have a need in your life? You see today, folks, God is not just getting us a little bit about what we want. I believe in this. I believe that God can make us 100% content and satisfied and peaceful with our lives. I'll give you a small assignment. Walk out in the world today and see if you can spot people that are not satisfied with their life. What are they searching for? What are they searching for it with? Oh, we can fill the blank in on a lot of things that people use to find satisfaction and happiness. But listen to what he told us there. He said, your life will be complete. You're, you're going to tell the waiter, the waitress, nope, I'm perfectly fine. When the world comes along and says, can I get you anything? We might have had a glass of water and the world's going to say, here, I'll give you a, 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 a glass of tea. When God says, if you've got needs, I'm going to give you exactly what you have. I'm going to give you exactly what you need. Don't wait. Let the world come in and give you what you need. Give, let me give unto you. For I'll tell you this, the shepherd is always looking out for the sheep. As we continue on, it says, he restoreth my soul. But here's where we talk about the obeying. When we get into that, when I, when I've, in days past, I'd go into a cafeteria, or even when I was one in the cafeteria by myself, people didn't always want to listen. But it says, He leadeth me in the path of righteousness. Why do we want people to behave? It's for their sake, too, so that they can listen and stay on track, and we can accomplish the things that we need to accomplish. But notice what he goes on to say Yea, though I walk through the valley, of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. 
In other words, here in this life, we're going to have some pretty scary experiences. Now, I will say this. I probably haven't had just a lot. But there's been some times that I have been really, really afraid. I wonder this morning how many people are probably in the doctor's office right now with a great deal of fear. I've always said this, and I still believe in this. What would it be like to be in that situation without a shepherd? What would it be like facing a wolf without a shepherd? Today, yea, though I walk through the valley in the shadow of death, the sheep love the sunshine. Read about the nature of sheep. They're amazing. They're skittish. They're, they're, they're very, they're, they have a lot of tendencies to them. They're pretty predictable. But there's sometimes they just don't have a lot of sense about them. But the sheep love the sun. But sometimes it's necessary for them to walk through the darkness. I think there's not a one of us here this morning. And if you are, that's fine. But I don't think there's many of us here this morning, if any, that's going to say we don't love. There's not much better feeling than a warm, sunshining day to feel the presence of that sun shining down upon us. But you know what? Sometimes in our life, we're going to be taken out of the sunshine and we're going to be walking through the shadows. That's not because you're a bad person. It's not because you made a bad choice. But it's because that's the path that the shepherd says, this is where we're going. It's not about the path that is the, it's the, 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 the focal point. It's about the destination. Oh, we're going to get to that here in just a minute. The destination is what it's all about. We want to choose the path. But I thank God that the shepherd knows exactly what we need. He knows the beginning from the end. When those people are in charge of the cafeteria, they know what time that bell is going to ring again. They know what it's going to take to derive at the purpose and the point. And people need to listen as they're guided all along the way. If you'll do this then and then this and then this, and all of a sudden when it's time to go, there's a destination you're going on. If we'll listen to God, everything just runs smoothly and all of a sudden He's going to send us along the path. But sometimes we have to go through the valley and the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. It's not about the person next to you. How are you just so invincible? How come you're afraid? How come you're not afraid? I will fear no evil. But the reason is, I don't know what's going on in your life. But I said, for he says, for thou art with me. Well, that sounds pretty selfish. The thing is, he can be with you too. This is all about a personal experience. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Right in the midst of a place that I should be worried about protection, he said, I want to find a feast. Folks, that's what the shepherd will do. In the midst of a time that it seems chaotic, that God can provide for us something to eat at a time that has potential to be chaotic. You know what I've always found amazing? Is that day after day after day, so many students will go through a cafeteria at a time that has the utmost potential to be chaotic. All of a sudden, they find out that there's, there's something that could be supplied for them. Instead of chaos, they're going to find a feast. You know what? I, I pray today that we would see that in a time that it's easy for all of us, if we're not careful, to get caught up in all the chaos of what's going on in the world. You don't think there's chaos? Turn the TV on. Get on your phones. Listen to people all around you. There's a lot of chaos. But there may be chaos in the world. But I want you all to know this. There is not chaos in Scott's soul this morning. I have absolute peace. Peace not as the world can give. But Jesus said peace only that I can give. He's right 
right smack dab in the middle of your enemies. I'm going to prepare a table. He said at a time that you're going to, instead of chaos going on and worries and fears, he said you're going to feast. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. You know the sheep a lot of times, the flies would get pretty bad. And they would get up in their, their, their ears and their, their sinus cavities. As a matter of fact, they'd get to bothering the sheep so much, they'd go banging their heads, almost to a point they'd almost take their own life because the, it's the little nagging things that were bothering them. Has anybody here got any nagging things in your life? Anybody? I, you, you, you don't have to confess them to me. But you know, the, the, the flies aren't big things. There are a lot of little things that accumulate. You know what happens when the shepherd would anoint the oil upon uh, the, the, the sinuses there of the, of the sheep? All of a sudden, it was a repellent. Then the flies and the gnats and the bugs, they wouldn't bother them. Folks, aren't you glad today for anointing of the Holy Spirit of God? They can take the little things in our life and they can shoo them away. Without that, you know what happens? All those things begin to get in our sinuses and we're banging our heads and we're not finding comfort. The reason is we don't have the Spirit of God in our life, folks. I hope you will agree with me when I say this. We need God's Holy Spirit along life's way. It's the little things that we need anointed. And by the way, who does the anointing? Yes, God does it. That's what He does. It's His presence. It's His Spirit. It's His power. And when He saves your soul, He'll give it to you. And those sheep, they can enjoy a meal. They're not worried about the flies. They're not worried about the little nuisance that they have. That they can be protected. And it's all because the shepherd knows the sheep. Aren't you glad today to know that when you get ready to walk out the door here in just a minute, that God's brought you to church, the Spirit of God's stirring in your life, and all of a sudden He's anointed uh, your head with oil, and all of a sudden the little things that are going to bother everybody else, they're not going to bother you. Oh, I can tell you, I've heard this phrase said, making a mountain out of a molehill. Boy, you go outside and you listen. People get upset over the smallest things, and they bother me nothing whatsoever. All I know is I've got a feast and a meal with my shepherd that he can guide me to a place and I can feast on the things, not of the worries of the world, but in the peace and the presence of God. For thou preparest a table for me in the presence of my enemies, thou anointest my head with oil. And whence I can eat and don't have to worry about all these little uh, worrisome things, my cup's going to run over. But let's close out with this. We talk about dying and going to heaven and how things are going to be better. 24th Psalm talks about that. Matter of fact, read the 24th chapter and the 10th verse. Who is the king of glory? That's a question. The Lord of hosts, he's the king of glory. Salah. You want to know who's going to reign forever and forever and forever? He said, I told you that. That's going to happen right there. That's what he's talking about in, in the 24th Psalm. He's talking about who's going to reign forever. And Peter talked about, uh, in First Peter, I believe it maybe chapter 5, he talks about who's going to reign forever and forever. But the 23rd Psalm is talking about how that we can live our life. Surely, that's not a comma there. Surely, goodness and mercy. What he's talking about here is all the, the compassion of God will follow me all the days of my life. In other words, that shepherd knows who's right there with him. Shall follow me all the days of my life. Have you ever used the phrase? I have. Let me confess this. Well, I've got good days and I've had bad days. 
Anybody else like that? Folks, God does not intend for us to have bad days. He wants them all to be good. Not denying the fact some days are better than others, but it's saying that God's even in the dark days too. Aren't you glad today that God's not going to take a vacation from you for a day or two while you're walking through a dark time? God's not going to put you out in the sunshine even and say, you know what, you've got this on your own today. He said, I'm going to be with you through the sunshine. I'm going to be with you in the darkness. I'm going to be with you on the mountain. I'm going to be with you on the valley. I'm going to be with you when the wolf and the, and, and the evil is away from you. I'm going to be when he's right there with you protecting you. Hooking you and pulling you in so that you wouldn't wander off. We, we can read, uh, I believe it's in Luke chapter 15, about how he left the 90 and the 9 because every sheep is important to him. To you and I, 99% success rate, that's what we want. Well, God does not want 99%. He wants 100%. God wants every sheep to be in the fold, every sheep to be where he would have them so that we might follow him all the days of my life. And then the ultimate destination, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. All these things that they were engaged in only led to something else. You know, sometimes I go into a cafeteria and I would see the, the, the organization and all the structure and all the things that are happening. And, you know, these people are in charge of, of structure. They're in charge of pacing. They're in charge of, of making sure that things are, are, are properly used in the way that they should. You don't need a fork going across a room. You don't need a, a, a french fry flying across. We don't need those things. But God wants organization and, and he, doesn't, he wants a lack of chaos in our life. But are we going to listen to him? But what happens to that person that doesn't listen to what they're told to do? There's consequences. Today I pray that we would listen to him and be what he would have us to be and do as he would have us to. For I'm going to read one more time and I'm going to close. Now the God of peace that brought you again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd, the great shepherd of the sheep, how was he the great shepherd? Through the blood of the everlasting covenant make you perfect. Again, complete. In every good work to do his will. Working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. You've done what you came here to do. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. God bless you this morning. I want us to get a song, Brother Larry.